Welcome to Your Heart is Calling. I'm your host, Jenny Ostai. I believe that getting quiet enough to hear what our heart is trying to tell us is one of the keys to unlocking true joy in life. And for the past few years, I've been on a quest to quiet my own monkey mind and shift toward a more heart-centered and intentional life. I can't wait to dive into the many things that have helped me explore my own identity and truth, like awareness mindset, energy healing, intentional living, and so much more. If you're feeling the call to stop overthinking everything so you can tap into your own intuition and guidance from within, I'm so glad you've landed here. Because when we find peace, love, and joy on the inside, life takes on a whole new vibe. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Your Heart is Calling. Today, I want to talk about creativity and more specifically, I guess the blocks that we have from being creative or believing that we are creative because I believe that everyone has a lot of creativity inside. And so often we have jobs that kind of keep us stuck in maybe more traditional tasks or things that are more analytical. And so we turn off these sides of our bodies that are more creative or like the the flow of creativity. Um, And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk a little bit about my own journey with creativity because it has not always been that I have been this just overwhelmingly identifying as creative. I, in fact, for many, many years did not think I was very creative. And that came from like an artistic creativity perspective. Now I'll back up a little bit and say that I have always um, found creativity in movement. I did dance team in high school and college and was a salsa dancer after uh, kind of in my 20s and have always expressed myself in that way. And I, of course, that is a very creative way to do it. That said, I almost always was doing choreography, and so it never felt like a, an, a like a creative expression that was just flowing from me always. It was a little bit more of a calculated um, thinking, a little more cerebral, because there was always kind of a, a step that I was thinking about doing instead of it just kind of being a free flow of creativity. And so in my kind of late, late 20s and into my 30s, I was a project manager for work. And honestly, that really took me into a period of time in my life where I really wasn't doing anything very um, exercising that creative muscle in in my brain and my body. And I realized that I, I started actually doing other sports that were much more technical. I was a dragon boat paddler. Um my team. And I, that's one of the things I did with my then boyfriend, now husband. Um, we went all the way to the world championships in dragon boat, but it is a highly technical sport. And there were 20 people in a boat having to do exactly the same thing. And for many years, I was training very hard in that sport. And I had no time to do anything else that was any, you know, very creative and I also was doing this job, which was very analytical and structured as well. And it just kind of, I think creativity just wasn't on my brain at all. Like I just really wasn't exercising that part. And one day I think I just kind of woke up and was like, oh my gosh, like I need an outlet of some kind. Like we all do because we all have that inside of us that needs to be expressed. So I started doing some sewing on this, on the side, just for fun on the weekends and 
And again, something like that, you know, usually like I was looking at YouTube videos and I think I probably grabbed a couple patterns to start. Um, but really this was kind of unleashed a big part of my creativity because what I realized was that I could watch some videos and get a understanding of some of the steps, but then I could take pieces of everything that I was learning and put them together to make something unique. Um, so I started just doing that for fun on the sides. And that's really what kind of opened up this possibility in my mind that maybe I did have a creative outlet and that I was a creative person, which is funny to say that now because I, I do identify as highly creative and I'm learning little by little to allow myself to see the potential of my creativity even deeper than I ever did before. So I started with sewing and that's actually what I ended up, you know, that is what my business is centered around right now. I have a dog wear company, so I make dog jackets. I designed them myself, built out all of the sizing by looking at like, you know, studying dogs, but then also looking at data on in tables um, of dog measurements and things like that to really come up with a design that would work for a large number of dogs. And so I really did do a lot of kind of design related work um, in kind of coming up with the products that I make as part of my creative business right now, my my maker business, Wag Theory. And then um so when I when I jumped out, I talked a little bit about this, I think, in another podcast episode, but when I jumped out and became a maker officially for my job, it really did bring up a ton of blocks with me and specifically around identifying as creative or as a designer. Like there, I just, I realized that I had a lot of programming in my head that that wasn't part of my identity and it felt very uncomfortable to have to say it and that was just it's so interesting to say that now but at the time it was almost terrifying to me and that really comes from a lot of you know self-doubt fear of failure perfectionism comparison you know there's like all sorts of blocks that that um, can be rooted from and it wasn't until in this last year, I did a guided meditation that was trying to help uncover some of these, I think it was around the fear of failure or like, or maybe it was fear of success actually. And I, so I did this guided meditation that I had purchased and um, went through it. And what happens in these meditations is that sometimes memories will just pop up and it means that they're servicing so that you can release them. And, you know, sometimes it's a real memory and sometimes these might be, you're not sure if it's real or not, but this was a very distinct childhood memory that I had. And it just like hit me like a ton of bricks that it was a very deep rooted reason as to how, why I was struggling so much with being a maker, identifying as creative and having that be my profession. And that is because my brother is highly creative and he was an amazing artist when we were kids and he's older than I am five years older, but he was a, like a, an oil painter and he was, he flied ties. Like, so for fly fishing, he would come up with these designs and the flies, extremely creative, very um, able to just like learn from some of the teachers, you know, as a kid, and then just really run with it and go to like pretty high level all on his own, like very, very good. And I am now realizing that 
at some point along the way, like I really looked up to him. I, I also felt very in lockstep with him. Like I felt also creative, but, and I went to create, you know, drawing classes and things like that, art camps and somewhere along the way in my head, no one said this to me, but I'm pretty sure it was interesting in my head. I decided that he was the creative one and that like that probably meant that I should find something else because you know you can't have two creatives in a family which is not true at all and I harbor no resentment that this is something that I made up in my head like there's you know my brother did nothing like he was just living his life expressing himself in the way that he should and something happened for me in that moment and I and I realized that oh my gosh I have been carrying this around for my whole life that believing that I can't be creative because like there's already one of those in our family. (laughs) And so this comparison, right? Like what the heck? Why am I feeling like I am not going to be enough just as I am? Like, yes, my skills are different or maybe I wasn't as good and that's okay. But, and I could develop them in a different way. But I stopped myself at that point and I didn't proceed. And so when I picked it all back up, there was still like really deep underlying. I think just, you know, it was it's something that's been in my stored in my body for so long in my energy that I, you know, it needed to come surface and release. And I really do believe that that was a turning point for me. As soon as I recognized that, I was like, wow, it's just not, that's not a fact, right? There's there's nothing true about that statement that I had like made up or the program that I had ran in my head when I was a child. And I don't need to not succeed because I'm not creative because my my brother was like, what is that about? So interesting. So I think that guided meditations are fascinating in that regard. There's a lot of different types and I'm not going to go into this episode. I just want to talk about creativity. So I'm not going to go into the depths of, you know, types of guided meditations, but do know that that was one way that I kind of surfaced this really key aha moment for myself. Um, and, and I just wanted to bring it up because you know, I think that a lot of us take on jobs that are analytical, you know, think of all the accountants and the people that work in technology as, you know, developers and all these people, you know, you might not recognize your creative side. And maybe there was some sort of point in your life that kind of made you believe that you were better at being analytical than you were being creative. But I believe that we all have that deep inside of us. And it's like, we just need to kind of tease it out. And so I believe that, you know, if you have an inkling of interest in in like, or even like when you look at other people that are creative and you're like, wow, that's really cool. It might be because like deep down, you would love to do that too, but you just don't know where to start. So I think that you just start with one, whatever, like it maybe even brainstorm it on, you know, post-it notes or something, who knows? It just all depends on how you want to do this, but you know, just like what brings you joy or like, what are you drawn to? If you are interested in illustration or art or things like that, um, it might be an interesting place to start, but maybe it would be sewing like it was for me or dance or in movement or something like that. And I think it's just starting simple and having no expectations that you are going to be an expert because we, none of us are when we start out. And 
So, you know, like picking up some, you know, basic watercolors. And for example, I did this like a few weeks ago, something I had a friend of mine started doing some watercolor and I was like, gosh, you know what? There is this part of me that, you know, I, I didn't believe I was a good artist, like, like drawing, you know, I'm not very good. Like if I was to try to draw a person or a dog or something like that, like it wouldn't come out very good. And so, you know, I've never really tried as an adult to spend much time doing that. So I thought, you know what, like what I do love is like abstract stuff. And like, that's not, you know, hard. It's just kind of whatever is coming out that feels good to you. And like, nobody can judge it because it's abstract. Right. And so I picked up these watercolors and I just started, um, you know, making these little cards. They're just little. And then I started thinking about these um, affirmations that I, you know, that I often am, you know, I just kind of like that come up either in the music that I'm listening to, or if I'm on a walk, maybe sometimes it just pops in my head, something I just need to know here for the day. Um, and, you know, it could just be like one of them, for example, is trust yourself, or it could be like, you know, um, lean into your creativity or something like that, anything like any sort of affirmation or, or positive kind of uh, phrase that might be helpful to think about in your day. And I started to just um, write that on top of this watercolor that I had made. And I started to make a few of them because they felt really good and it was really fun. And I didn't feel any pressure as to like making it perfect or anything like that. And then I got a few of them done and I was like, wow, this is really cool. You know what? Like I did not start out thinking that I was going to do anything with these, but I'm kind of feel like maybe I could make a series of these and they could become a deck, like a little affirmation deck. So this is a sneak peek into a project that I'm actively working on right now, which is a little affirmation deck of cards that you could pull one, you know, on a day or your, you know, morning and night or something like that. When, um, if you just to like ponder something specific, it's, it's very similar to previously, I talked about how I use tarot cards or, or Oracle cards where, you know, you ask for some guidance of something that you might need to think about and you pull a card and then it just kind of poses some guidance or, you know, something to think about. And so I've been making these cards and I'm super excited about them. I don't really have um, specifics as to like, you know, when I might unveil these or, or exactly like what's going to happen with them. But I did want to just bring it up because it was this very like unexpected, joyful project that came out of just trying something new. And something that I'm not an expert at, like I, I, of course, like I am not a, an artist. Um, I haven't, you know, honed in on my skills in drawing or painting, but I do believe that sometimes maybe it's better to just believe that maybe what will come out is beautiful anyway. And so that's where I started. So I hope that maybe gives you a little bit of encouragement to try something new or something that sounds good, but that you just never feel like you have just the um, the expertise or the courage to start, because that's really what it just takes is a little bit of courage to go outside of your comfort zone and try something new. And you'll sometimes you can be surprised like what comes out of that. So anyway, whether it's art or sewing or dance or a new sport or maybe it, 
you know, cooking something new in your kitchen with spices you don't typically use, or there's just, or gardening. I mean, there could be so many things that get you outside of your comfort zone and into a more creative space. So I hope that gives you just a little bit of a push or a nudge to go outside your comfort zone, try something new and get creative. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you guys have an amazing day and we will talk to you again soon. 